The Electrician Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. We're bringing you the electrical industry experts you need to hear to discuss the topics you need to know about. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Schneider Electrician Podcast. I am your stand-in takeover hijack host today. My name is Paul Meenan. Uh, thank you very much to Sean Miller, who also joins me. He's currently removing the gag that I put on him earlier on. And I am joined today by a, another guest, um, Deepak Sharad. So thank you very much for joining me, lads, and not calling the police on me for taking over this episode. Um, and today, the reason we're all here is we're going to be exploring the topic of electrical distribution and connectivity, which I have a little bit of experience with your products. So I thought we could just work through it um, and and just tell some stories and, and speak about the products. Now, before we do, Deepak, you are the marketing offer development manager at Schneider, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, Paul. Thank you. So uh, look after the Acti9 ISOB RP uh, new system that we launched about 18 months ago, um, really intrinsically linked into this story about Acti9 ISOB RP is the connected system. So absolutely key that the, the landscape is changing in this environment for electrical distribution. So let's have a little chat about what, what does it all mean? You know, we've, um, we've won some fantastic awards. You have, you did. You, you won the Professional Electrician Product of the Year, which, which means we, you must be doing something right which is really cool because that's a good award to have. And for those who are listening, who may be um, thinking, uh, is, this, is this just an electrician speaking to a manufacturer? Just to be clear here, um, Deepak, you have 15 years experience in the electrical industry. You are also um, a qualified electrical engineer. My good self, I'm qualified electrician. I'm a chartered engineer. I'm an asset manager for Trenitalia C2C Railway. I'm an IET fellow and I founded the E5 group. And, um, and, and Sean, obviously, you are in charge of the, the, the Schneider drive to, to level up and, and help electricians in the UK uh, realize and exceed the, the glass ceiling that we're currently in um, via your podcasts, via your Facebook group, and all of the other specific offers that Schneider give electricians. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it is, Paul. I look after 20,000 partner electricians. And that's my job, essentially, is, you know, trying to add value to our community and upskill electricians where I can. Okay, so I'm going to jump straight into the chat. Um, Deepak, ISOBAR P, or sorry, Acti 9 ISOBAR P range. So you won the Pro Electrician Product of the Year. I can understand why, because I have it on my railway, which we'll cover in a minute. Um, can you tell those people who may never have heard of it, um, what the ISOBAR P range is, the power tags, and what, what drives your passion um, around educating electricians and, and how do I use this new term that we need to realize? Connectivity is um, shaping the electrical world. Acti 9 ISOBAR P. So, you know, I think the way I would put this is this is the new electrical uh, distribution system that is fully connected. It gives you, you know, not only savings on site, it increases safety. There's, there's a number of attributes to this system that really put it in its own space, sort of at the top end of some of the products that are in the market. Um, the, the awards, I think they speak for themselves. But one of the points, I think, that we probably have done a fantastic job in keeping a secret is the connectivity part. 
So the system itself has um, connectivity down to final circuits. We do this with uh, a part called PowerTag. So acting on ISOBAR P, fully connected with PowerTag. And guess what? Again, we've won two awards um, two years consecutively uh, with acting on ISOBAR P, sorry, with the PowerTag system embedded into acting on ISOBAR P. But we've kept it a secret. So let's let's try and understand what is this little feature that really gives some value. Um, and I think what we've seen is that where it's been deployed, the value is not only about having the ability to connect, but increase safety. And safety is a topic that fundamentally underpins electrical distribution. We're trying to deliver this energy in a safe way. So when you start to bring this together, that proposition becomes so stronger and it becomes a really good system. I, I think once uh, you are massively underselling this, um, as someone who has a number of these boards in, in, in anger on my railway. So, so in, in my, my wonderful um, London-esque uh, term, so I have installed a number of um, Acting Iron Ice of RP boards. And when I first met um, Deepak um, a few years ago now, and he was telling me about this connectivity, I have some experience in this connectivity. Now, it's fair to say for those people listening, connectivity in our industry goes by many names. Um, some people know it as Industry 4.0, Internet of Things, Internet of Everything. Um, it's all around cybersecurity. Now, that is terminology that electricians generally, unless you're in the comms world as well, data cabling, structure cabling, it's not something we really discuss a lot. However, I think it's fair to say, and I think one of the, the key drivers that the, the ISOBAR P acting iron range is going to drive the conversation that electricians need to have, and that is the future of electrical installations, is going to be connectivity. Whether we want to or not, the future is connectivity because we, we've got all of these carbon targets to meet for the government. We want to save money in our installation. Data is king nowadays because data saves us money. Um, and, and there's some of the things that we don't normally converse about as electricians, but I'm very fortunate as an asset manager. I have a railway in East London and a lot of my distribution is approaching life expired. And this is where I looked at, um, and this is a real world story here. Uh, I looked at a, a, a replacement product that was safe and compliant. So straight away, if I'm looking at electrical installation, 7671 teaches the electrical installer the fundamental principles for correct selection and erection for protection of persons and property. So if I just, there's no livestock, so that's okay. Um, if I then take a step back and go, okay, well, what, what is safe in an electrical installation? Well, I now know, thanks to the 18th edition of BS76M1, that um, there is DC components within fixed electrical installations and the connected products. So I would like a board where I'm using RCD protection with a default type A. Oh, look, ISOBRP gives me that. Great, box ticked. I want to save installation time because installation time is generally 80% of most contractor costs. So rather than having lots of uh, neutral fly leads and everything else, the Acti 9, which again, electricians need to see it, it plugs in. Job done. It plugs in. So none of these fly leads, no dressing boards. It's so much quicker, so much easier. You're keeping your cables together to the point of termination. Um, then, once you've got all that and you've got a nice, modern, neat board, you have something called, and Deepak, tell me if I'm wrong, is it a concentrator? 
Yeah, the power tag link concentrator. We're okay. starting to now talk about connectivity. Go on, Nipple. So this is this is where I'm going. So basically, there's this widget or black box or, or concentrator, as the Schneider term is, which will sit on a, a DIN rail somewhere within the board, preferably at the bottom. And that is uh, something that will connect into the internet via hardwired or, or Wi-Fi connection. And then you apply the power tags. Now, these power tags are, in my terminology, they're, they're basically the smallest CTs you can get in the world, which sit on top of either the MCBs or the RCBOs. Am I, am I correct? Or I'm, I'm going to jump saying? in, Paul. And go on, go for it, go for it. This is one of the, the points that um, I always sort of hammer home. You know, a CT is such a... Uh, how do we term it? A simplistic piece of kit. It's a piece, yes. it's a piece of iron core with a bit of uh, copper wire wrapped around it. It's more than that, and, I know. And and I have to really emphasise at this point, power tags. It's the um, it's the world's smallest energy sensor because the wealth of information that it brings. And I'm going to let you talk about the the information that you see on the the installs that you have in place, but yeah. the wealth of information it brings, a CT could never possibly bring this to the table. You're absolutely right. What I was doing was I was using the slang for how I interpret it because a lot of electricians, um, it's like with MICC cable. Um, we all call it pyro. <laughs> it's, it's, it's horse of courses. You're absolutely right. When I say CT to someone, they'll know it's something that goes around a cable that helps measure the energy, but you are absolutely correct. This this tiny, tiny little device gives you far more, um, far more. In fact, it, it blew me away when I actually started connecting them up because what we then did was obviously we populated a 24-way three-phase board. We signed that board an IP address and we um, dialed into the IP address. Now, the concentrator gives you, um, once you've dialed in on any computer or PC, a graphic user interface, a, a little web page, which you then go in and commission, you name each tag which you would name after your circuit. Um, you would tell it what breaker size it is, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where the fun becomes because the electricians, as we were in the room with the Schneider engineer commissioning, we would say, well, hand dryer, it's 16 amp type C. Okay, fine. What alerts do you want? Now the electrician immediately goes, what do you mean alert? So then there's a, there's a number of alarms or alerts you can set. So if for instance, the hand dryer pulls more than 15 amps, you can then get the device to tell the concentrator to send an email to an assigned or a number of assigned email addresses saying, hi, um, I've gone over 80% of my rating. You might want to come and have a look. Now that, when you think about it, you can switch it on and off. You think, well, is that any benefit? But you, once you've switched it on and a week goes by and you open up your email box and you've got 40 emails, or as in my case, 50 odd emails, I would then go, well, why is, why is I'm, why am I losing voltage here? Why am I, why am I getting overcurrents or near trips? So the board started emailing me saying, I'm about to trip. I haven't tripped, but I'm about to. So I would then send my maintainer out and say, can you investigate this? Cause I'm getting emails from the board and he would go along and he'd, he'd grab a, um, a clamp meter and say, well, funnily enough, this, this heater is actually pulling more than what the, the data plate is. I think I've done some testing and the element is breaking down. Um, and it's, it's sensing that. So the circuit would have been designed fine five, 10 years ago, but the load profile is changing. It's pulling more power. And once it gets to 80%, it's automatically sensing that because it's this very simple alert. And it's telling me um, it's effectively predicting its failure. So we left this heater to see what would happen. And about three weeks later, it did fail. 
it was predicting, it was telling us it was going to fail. Now, we never expected that. Um, we also, every time something tripped out, we had an alert. Um, I, I, I think it's fair to say I had a contractor go into one of my boards and switch something off that they shouldn't have. And when they denied it, I had an email log because I said to the contractor, my, my fuse box, excuse the crude term, emailed me to tell me you switched him off. And the contractor's like, oh my God, uh, really? So from a safety perspective, as a duty holder under electricity at work regulations, I have a legal obligation to authorize people on my infrastructure. If I have someone who works for, I don't know, a signage company who just wants to turn up and switch something off, they're not authorized to work on my infrastructure. I now have this system that gives me black and white empirical data, not on just energy usage, you know, frequency, voltage, current, power, um, power factor, all that good stuff. But I've also got a log of when someone is, is working on my system and that data is all good data. So you're now, rather than having an inert box, which you randomly test every three years, you've got a intelligent smart board that is giving you data back. And that is when it, the rules of electrical installation game change forever. Um, what, what, what's your view on it? Well, I think you, you know, you've really covered that in, in some detail there. I'm going to go back a little stage and say, well, okay, let's take it back from a, a complex scenario uh, on, on your station, for example. If you take that back and say, well, actually, I've got one or two distribution boards. So I've got maybe, I don't know, a small manufacturing environment. Um, you might have some uh, remote equipment out in a field if you're a sewage treatment plant, for example. Actually, this system gives you that level of detail, but in such a simplistic way. I, I suppose I'll pose a question back to you, Paul. Um, with this level of information, how easy did your guys find it to deploy it? Um, it I'll be honest with you, uh, my guys, it changed, the, it changed their entire way of thinking um, because they, they immediately saw the benefit of it. So give you a scenario, okay? Operational railway. I have uh, train information screens, um, everything from vending machines to um, digital equipment for digital railways, revenue collection, all sorts. I currently rely on um, if a power, if there is a, an electrical incident for the staff to go out once every 30 minutes or when a passenger complains to go out and check and then raise a fault with a help desk and the help desk then to ring somebody who will then ring somebody will then send someone out and they'll rush there to try and meet a KPI of four hours or whatever. I now have the minute there's an electrical incident, a direct hotline to the engineer, to the help desk, to me, because that's how we've set it up. So straight away, I know as the asset manager, oh, power loss here, or oh, I've got a problem here. And, and that's, that kind of gives you, it gives the business a different type of insight as to ad adapting technology, okay? Because when you turn around to any company and you say, oh, well, we should be investing in more technology, loads of people of, of a certain age, and it doesn't matter what age, they'll grow into oh, something new to learn. But if you can turn around and say to people, well, you're going to get insights where, this, you, you remove the human from the reporting because the technology is self-monitoring the existing infrastructure better. So we will reduce our um, reaction times, which makes the railway more operationally efficient and the installation safer, which then means we've got less downtime, which means we've got less performance impact, less revenue loss. So there's, there's value gained. But one of the other things that, and this is, if you don't mind me saying, this is where this technology blows 
me away as an asset manager. I've got a three-phase, 24-way board, okay? So I've got a lot of circuits. Now, I've sat and watched, dialed into my board and watched all the energy profiles for every single circuit. And I sit with my arms folded and I go, of those 70-odd circuits, I'm only actually using in anger 16. So what are the rest doing? Okay, there's another 35 being used at night. But what are the rest doing? Oh, I've got a radial for a hand dryer in the toilet. Great. How many times is that used? Well, actually, it's not used that much. But why have I spent all the money on conduit systems, trunking, wiring, installation, when I could actually remove that off that radial circuit and maybe create a ring? Uh, and, and why are my circuits differently in the future? So this is, this is the thing. This one piece of connected technology is giving me the data I need to rethink how, because I was always, um, before I used ISOBRP, I was radial everything. Now, as an asset manager, I'm thinking, I'll have a ring final 32 amp circuit and reduce seven or eight circuits that are barely used into one ring final, and my demand characteristics will effectively regulate the maximum demand of that circuit, but I'm reducing six circuits into one, that's a huge capex saving when it comes to capital replacement. Using data I've gained, insights I've gained, I know of no other technology that does it, which is why I'm a huge fan of it. And I haven't even got um, to the next level, which is my next question for you, um, the offers of EcoStructure and all the other bits. So I'm going to shut up now and away you go and tell us the next level. Perfect. So we've, we, we're going to look at this and say, right, First level or the first sort of stage you just discussed, you've, you've deployed an 89 ISOBAR P distribution board, you bolt on connectivity with the power tag system. So, you know, already at this point, you've, you've had some benefit of efficiency. You know, the installation's quicker, it's plug on, it allows you to have some time to better your design, inspection, testing ease. Uh, you know, you get so many benefits here. You then start to say, Okay, on this first level, I've now got a wealth of information. I can see what's actually happening in my infrastructure. I'm getting some alarming. So it's telling me about some situations that I want to avoid. So it's pre-warning me uh, and possibly predicting uh, to prevent downtime and failure. You then start to take it into the world of eco-structure. Um, and there's multiple layers of eco-structure. And we can look at it in, in a very simplistic view. Your first level, you have to be connected. So you need to have some products that are going to give you this insight. The second level, you start to get um, the visibility, the trend. So you can actually start making conscious efforts um, on what you actually want to do by having edge control. Then you can actually take it another stage further, which starts to talk about apps, analytics, services, that really start to aid um, any sustainability program. So if, for example, you've got a larger estate across the UK, multiple sites, you're probably going to have some sort of sustainability targets to meet. When you start to get to apps, analytics, and services with eco-structure layers, this will start to tell you where to actually make changes. What can you modify? How can you make it more efficient? In itself, it starts to now become your advisor in what needs to be done. And, and that's starting to go into sort of 
quite uh, higher levels of eco-structure, becoming a little bit more complex. But let's roll it back again, because, you know, one of the points I say is connectivity, we often think about complex systems. And I think Paul's sort of gone into quite a lot of detail there, saying, you know, the level of information he gets from this power tag, it's immense. However, the system itself, we've spent so much time trying to simplify it. So what it means is that putting your electrical distribution board together has been simplified. You know, you've taken the cables off for neutral functional earth, you make it plug on, it gives you resilience around the connection. You know, the days of the neutral temperature rise issues, we, we're trying to alleviate them. But when you start to add all this connectivity, you expect quite normally that this is going to be a system that's going to take months to deploy. There will be coding you know, complex uh, integration, none of that. Actually, it's been simplified so much. You install your distribution board, you install your uh, Acti9 uh, ISOBRP plug-on RCVO or a miniature circuit breaker. You simply tag the device, hence why we call it power tag. You assign it a name, you give it some values that you want it to sort of alarm you on, and pretty much your first level's done. It's as simple as that. And that was one of the questions I think I sort of asked Paul in, in terms of, you know, how easy did your guys uh, and your engineers find it to deploy? Because we've spent so much time trying to simplify a system that in, in, in many people's view would be very difficult and complex to, to deploy. So if you don't mind, so I'll chip back in there because I'm, um, I think as with any new product, there's a level of uh, personal challenge for the individual electrician they need to overcome. Um, so my guys, when they saw this, it was like board, easy, install, easy, time saver, easy, lovely, jobs are good and all commission connected technology. Don't know that, but that was fine because we had the Schneider guy there going through with them, showing them, look, you just plug it into a computer and this is the display you get and you just dial into an address. It's, it's not complex. Things are only complex when we make them complex or things aren't being explained easy enough. Um, what, couple, of, couple of bits that we've totally missed off. Um, there's a number of challenges when picking this technology. One of them is the hearts and minds, not just of the electricians, but the people you're trying to convince, uh, i.e. the client. Now, I'm lucky I am a client, but one of the benefits for me is, is if I go to my um, health, safety, quality, environmental team, Straight away, when I talk to them about it, they'll, they, they could turn and say, well, great, improve safety. But it's not. It contributes to my ISO 45001. Uh, oh, sorry, 14001, which is your ISO for environmental management. Because I'm not just going around putting some clamps on the large load circuits. I'm clamping everything. I'm getting pure 100% qualitative data that's never been achievable on that scale before. Now, from a business benefit perspective, one of the things that I've declared is on, on my route is my strategy is as the, the, the component comes to be replaced, it goes to a Schneider Acting Iron Ice of RP. And then once I have a, a level of, um, say, 50 boards, I then get them all connected um, and they then go on to the next level, which is your eco structure, your cloud based infrastructure, which gives us even more information and more trend tools and more data interrogation tools rather than just talking to me it talks to a central point where i can then mine the data so for the non-technical people the clients the end users 
they have, as you said earlier on, that multiple campuses, multiple sites. That's when all that data comes in and gives you a, 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 a controlling and management overview of the product. But the other thing that I forgot to mention, compliance of product. I don't know of, um, and, it, and I've checked because on the railways, there's very stringent EMC requirements. And um, it's something that Schneider have some very good white papers on. And that is the difference between a BSEN 60898 and a BSEN 60947-2 um, breaker. Um, and the different pollution categories of breaker. Yours cover both standards. So for me, I've got a robust commercial industrial EMC immune board. So that was a huge box tick for me. Um, another thing that it allows me to do is when my fire alarm maintainer goes to isolate the fire alarms, I'll know he's done it. So when he has to do his annual battery test or whatever, I know he's done it because I have a log that that circuit was de-energized. Mm. Um, and, and that to me all comes up to the one word that I love, which is assurance. Um, for me, smart infrastructure is all about assurance and assurance of safety, energy efficiency, contribution towards our carbon targets and, and our sustainability because we're putting in a, effectively a, a common product across the railway with a global manufacturer. So you're not exactly going to stop making them in five years. So I'm not going to be out of spares. Um, plus it's a digital connected tool. And I'm, for me personally, I'm quite excited as to when I go to cloud level where that data is then going to even give me more information so that I can then inform future designs. And I can genuinely say to the nth degree, I can work from the regulations using data to design differently, but better. And, and that's quite an exciting thought for me, for my route. But there you go. I should add, I'm not sponsored as well, really, shouldn't I? Um, I genuinely <laughs> am not sponsored by this podcast in any way, shape or form. You should do, but um, Paul and Deepak, you've been talking quite in depth here about, I wouldn't say the largest projects, but a, a medium-sized project. But I think I wanted to tap on something you said earlier, Paul, is that real value is that predictive insight. Um, what I feel like, in my opinion, it's my personal opinion, but where it's really gold is the fact that it does give you that insight so you could be a butchery you know a chicken farmer where heating is critical where a critical failure is going to cost you money as a business owner you can install power tag and that connectivity can allow you to avoid downtime yes you can get an alert when it breaks but you know when your refrigeration starts drawing on more load than it should you can get someone to come and maintain it instead of having a critical failure which is going to give the customer you know cost saving benefits and that to me on a small scale is why this is really accessible technology to your average electrician it's, it's, it's more than that as well. I mean, if you take something as simple as, and a lot of electricians know this, a lot of equipment in a lot of industries are fitted and forgotten. Maintenance is like, no, no, we'll just, there's a term called sweating the assets. If you know you've got a new piece of equipment and you've set aside X amount to maintain it, you, you, you as a manager who wants to save money may turn and say, well, I'm not going to spend that. I'll, I'll do some maintenance five years down the line. The, the trouble is, is if you look at like a, a critical communications rack where they have rack mounted equipment with fans in it, when them fans get blocked up with dust because nobody's going out and inspecting and cleaning it, they're going to draw more power to the point where they'll get too hot and they'll fail. This is where this connected infrastructure can actually start to benefit once you go into the cloud-based level and you can trend the data that you're collecting. That, the benefits to the business is just mind-blowing in, in my personal view anyway. The one question... 
I did want to ask, putting on my host, my host cap back on, is uh, we, we've sang the songs about how good the product is and a lot of the benefits. But when you moved over to this technology, what are some of the challenges you faced or electrical contracts I can expect when trying to implement a new system like PowerTech? That's a good one. Um, clients, um, yeah, I had challenges in all fairness, um, if, if I'm being honest. Um, because um, there's obviously naturally when you go with a a connected technology there will be a natural cost increase and it's how do you um, give a benefits analysis or a benefits realization to the client because some clients would just turn and say oh okay uh, my fuse box has burnt out or, or this is a problem or it's too old and I've been told to replace it just give me cheap and cheerful well that's buy cheap pay twice the trouble is, is you, if you say buy cheap, pay twice, that's a very short sentence. And they'll just go, yeah, thanks for your negative comments. Um, you need to be able to say to them, listen, um, I've got some equipment. It's robust. It's fit for this environment. It's actually fully compliant with all the latest regulations. And it will, it will give you information and make your management of your infrastructure smarter. I'm not talking about smart meters or anything like that. I'm talking about smarter. So quicker uh, connectivity, the, the board talking to you. So you will get a feature that you've never seen before ever, which will benefit you in downtime, you know, um, asset replacement, understanding the age, all of this. Because my, my first board that I put in at, um, at Upminster, that's where we had the first trial board. Um, I, I didn't used to say to people it was connected technology. I said it was a really clever board that predicted failures because that's what it did. Oh, and by the way, it monitored every single bit of energy consumed by every breaker and I've just realized that actually I have 30 circuits too many. 30 circuits, you work out the conduits, the trunkings, the cabling, the installation time. That pays for the smart technology. So it's, it's an, it's, it's, yes, it's a small peaked investment, but going forward, you will trend data in your own energy usage and installation to be able to reduce your overall costs, not just in energy, but in future spend. That's the language that a non-technical manager may want to hear. Deepak, do you have any closing thoughts? Sure, I think I'm going I'm to give you a few little snippets, I think, which will probably be quite valuable for your listeners in the electrician community. Um, one, I think, is that with acting on ISOBRP in the connected system, is actually, it's become very simple to install. Um, Connectivity, it's here to stay. It's not going to go away. And one of the, the, the things I always say is we adopt it in our personal spaces and we absolutely love it. You know, everyone has these smart devices that you sort of shout and say, turn the lights on or turn the lights off or turn the temperature down. Um, so we accommodate it in these environments at home. I think in commercial, and that can be small commercial environments. It might be a shop, a bakery, or a, you know, a news agents, for example, it's starting to, to be deployed in these spaces. And I think for, for our electricians community that we're, we're talking uh, to today is that it's made simpler and you can put forward a proposition to your customers that in the past you might have been scared to offer. It's not complex, it's simple, but the value is immense. So one of the key things that a lot of electricians will be screaming when listening to this is what about smart lighting and because... What I'm finding is a lot of electricians will uh, or contractors will go, ah, Mr. Client, 
Here's a smart lighting scheme. Oh, and it's auto dimmer, motion sensor, and we can have Internet of Things connectivity. And the first thing I say to him is, is, yeah, that's great. Why would you put multiple of these things in lots of field units, which are pummeled by environmental conditions? Why wouldn't you just make that every, everything's connected into the smart thing? So I've got, a, I've got a board that I consider smarter than me, monitoring all my lighting, telling me everything I need to know. You know, I need minimal controls in my lighting. I would rather have the head end telling me what I need to know. I don't need in every single light fitting a device that monitors the single usage of energy of that one luminaire. I don't need half of that data. It's pointless. And I think one of the things that's muddied a lot of the waters for electrical contractors is the lighting industry for the last four or five years has done an aggressive IoT, connected smart lights. Lights have a, a life of what? five to 15 years now and, and, and let's be honest about a consumer unit and in commercial industrial one has got a life of 25 to 40 years why would you have your field equipment which is pummeled by the weather and external influences with all this smart technology you're better off not you're better off understanding your distribution your control your energy usage then you can decide on what you want as far as on railways there's one railway station not on mine thank god and as the train came in it dimmed the lights not very smart, was it? It was an EMC issue, and that that led to another thing. We are importing into this country a lot of products made abroad, and the client always goes cheap, and these products may not have all of the technical assurance, technical declaration, certificate of formalities like Schneider have, because you've got all the laboratories, it's very transparent. You go and buy these lights, and if you say, can I have a technical file or an EMC file, the manufacturer and the salesman would just go, oh, I don't know, mate, I'm a salesman. Straight away, you're at high risk. Buy cheap, pay twice. So if you're going to think about smart connectivity, especially around lighting, which is a critical thing for all businesses, go with the boards. Don't go with the lights. LED is going through this peak and trough at the moment where we're ripping out the first generations already that were supposed to give us 10, 15 years. So my advice is to stick with the distribution. Make that smart and the rest will come. I mean, I couldn't agree more, Paul. I think uh, we all know the energy landscape's changing and decarbonization is fueling, you know, demand for electricity. It's becoming, efficiency is becoming more and more relevant and being able to monitor it, your energy consumption at circuit level uh, gives well, you... I'm the perfect case study of I'm, I'm wasting energy and I'm wasting circuits and copper and everything else. I know I can reduce my carbon footprint on future electrical installation designs using the knowledge that I'm acquiring. I can't ignore that. Why would I? I, I? I have successful data that tells me this is the right way to go. So, and that's a different way of thinking. And I never thought about that three, three or four years ago. So it's a journey. It's a good journey that everybody will go on if you take the leap. Uh, I mean, a great answer. The, the one thing I wanted to cover before we do one down the podcast is obviously we've talking about acting nine quite a bit and you've just touched mm -hmm. on lighting, which is quite good. Is there anything else in terms of electrical distribution and connectivity that you don't see that you'd like implemented or gaps in the market potentially? That's another podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> I, I know and Deepak knows what I'm going to say. The quicker that Schneider um, do a domestic offering, the better it will be because we are absolutely, there's a huge gap in the market for a domestic version of the Actinine ISOB RP with all the power tags. I'm telling you now, once you start getting them fitted, the benefits will just be off the charts. When we go into prosumer world, 
which we know we're going into in future editions of the regulations. Um, these smart boards, if they're prosumer ready, uh, phenomenal because you're going to have effectively grid connectable boards which give government and producers real-time data if you uh, as I've suggested to D back before get a Schneider app so that the homeowner can connect their board to their home and their homeowner connect the app can be programmed to tell them how to be smart with their energy usage hearts and minds I'm going to say Sean absolutely agree with you landscapes changing we have to understand this Anybody that doesn't see this change, uh, you need to open your eyes and see what's actually happening with electricity and energy consumption. Paul, we've had this conversation. We're going to come back with something. Uh, we, we will have this discussion again, and I'm sure there will be another podcast talking a little bit more about this. Yeah, you're I mean, going to have to come on ours. You're going to have to come on my one. <laughs> and I mean, you, you just have to look to what's happening in California uh, when you think prosumer. I mean, the my personal belief is there will come a time where legislation will start dictating more aggressive policies. Um, I mean, we've already seen policy change towards net neutrality. And I, I think you're, you're, without giving away too much, I do think your wish will be granted, Paul, at some point. Uh, you just have to look at the technology that's already been deployed uh, elsewhere. And uh, I think your answer is there. Cool. Great. Is there anything else we want to discuss or before we wrap this podcast up? Any closing thoughts for any electricians listening? It's, um, it's a journey you're going to go on if, for any electrician considering it. Um, open your eyes, open your ears. You're going to go on an amazing journey. You're going to get insights you never thought existed. Trust me, I have. Um, there are only benefits to it. You just need to realize it. And once you do, you'll, you will never look back. Deepak, any closing thoughts from yourself? I'm just going to add, if there's any further questions that arise from this uh, podcast, please send them through. We can uh, support you and give you some information around it. Commissioning videos are on YouTube. Uh, you know, a lot of information exists out there, but feel free to ask the questions. Perfect. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure having you both on the podcast. Uh, for our listeners, this, this topic isn't going anywhere. As Paul said, it's a journey and there's so many facets to sustainability, to connectivity. Uh, if there's any suggestions or topics you want us to tackle on the podcast, please reach out to myself on LinkedIn or Twitter, drop me a suggestion and we'll always try our best to answer any of the questions you may have. Uh, and if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying this show, please leave a review. Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes.